We here at Nowhere, California would like to bring you another episode of Tales from the Con, where we get a nice discussion with uh, Madame Maybell and Captain Stab Tuggo. We had the pleasure of meeting these two at the Days of the Dead convention uh, this past April from the 5th to the 7th. They were there the entire time we were there, and they performed every day. And these two people do the... They, they said the dying art. The dying art. It's, uh, a, it's a lost art. It's a lost art. It's not a dying art because these two are keeping this... They are keeping it alive. They're keeping it, the flame hot. It's the art of the sideshow performer. Mm-hmm. They did sword swallowing. They... Uh, Captain Stabtago freaking hammered a nail into his nose. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's he's done much more than that. But like I said, it is a lost art. Yeah, and, uh, took a drill up his nose. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and he's he's done other things in performances, which uh, he revealed to us, didn't he? Yes, he did. As a matter of fact, why don't you hear from him uh, from him himself? Okay, here. This is Nowhere, California. We're here at the Days of the Dead convention with uh, Captain Stab Togo and Maribel. Did I say that right? Madam Maybell. Madam yes. Maybell. i got to make sure I have the Madam Maybell. <laughs> you guys may have seen them on America's Got Talent and performances cross-country. Absolutely. Yeah. How, how's the con been so far for you guys? Uh, so far, we're having a blast, yeah. man. It looks like uh, we're picking up attendance today, yeah. and everybody's having a good time. So You're drawing them in with your performance. So. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Draw them in. Draw them yeah, in. Seeing how Power Drill go up your nose is the best way to clear out the freaking sinuses. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> when you party, you party. Yeah, exactly. Um, how'd you guys break into the business? Well, I mean, great question. Obviously, I've been weird from the day I was a young child, so yeah. <laughs> um, if you can call that breaking out. And I was always fascinated with carnivals and sideshow yeah. and the industry in itself. But, of course, just like horror movies, I'm into shocking people and oh, make yeah. freaking people out. But what we do is no special effects, nothing. Yeah. I mean, everything's 100% real. And oh, yeah. um, it just kind of, over time, developed into this. That's awesome. I guess, uh, I guess the train crash question would be, have you had anything in a performance that got not go exactly to plan? Um, just about, not, just about every one of my shows yeah. don't go as planned. Yeah. Uh, pretty much my entire show's a train wreck. Of course, there have been many moments of eating glass and uh, you know, slicing the inside of your mouth and then got to play through the entire rest of the show acting like everything's normal to simple things of smashing center blocks on me and missing that she's missing the center block and uh, pinching the skin between the sledgehammer and the center block. You know, those have happened. But that's not the only damage that's been done to... The worst? The worst. No. The worst was we were actually doing a, uh, a gig in Atlanta, Georgia, hanging out with some moonshiners at the moment and uh, had been hanging out a little too much with them. And we did a stunt on stage where I actually would take and lift a center block from a genital piercing that we would do on stage. And, well, it all went well until I go to smash it with the hammer as it's swinging and 
and it hits the ground, but it never broke. And so, of course, at that moment was straight out of something out of a psycho horror scene. Um, yeah. you know, and so, but I'm drunk. It doesn't matter. So I just okay. announced to the crowd, all right, ladies and gentlemen, looks like you got your money's worth today. <laughs> I gotta go. Maybell's gotta lick my wounds. And just throw the mic down and go to the backstage. And oh, then we proceeded man. to uh, sew it up as... <laughs> What else are we gonna do? Now he didn't remember the next morning as he's oh. checking, doing the body part check to yeah. make sure everything everything's there. Should. Yeah, we do that every day when you get up the next morning in my business, especially if you ever have a drink or two. Then you do the check your body the yeah. next day. And I wake yeah. up and I I look at Maybell and I say, you know, and realize that it wasn't a bad dream. And I look at her and she's looking at me and I she goes, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Well." Have you ever woke up the next morning and realized you broke your favorite toy the day before? And, I was like, and she goes, yeah. She goes, well, have you ever woke up the next morning and somebody else broke your favorite toy? Yeah. Touche. Couldn't say a whole lot from there. So ever That's since then. Retired. Yeah, that is retired stuff now. I'll you one bit there. Oh, yeah. Uh, with people that were in the, kind of the world of uh, don't try this at home, how would you suggest people to go attempt, like, to practice and fine-tune their craft. Well, obviously, everything that we do is very, very dangerous yeah, from what I just told you, yeah. amongst many other things, um, especially... Good life insurance. Yep, yes. number one, getting mm-hmm. lots of good life insurance. <laughs> and uh, from there, there, you know, there's a few things out there. There's definitely uh, the Coney Island Sideshow School that they do out there that is probably a great direction to get started. They you teach you a lot of stunts. Safe environment by professionals. <laughs> Um, and but from there, it's definitely having somebody take you under their wings. But that's really hard to do as well because a lot of people and a lot of stunts that we do, yeah, people don't want to take the chance of teaching you and you kill yourself exactly. doing what we do because yeah. it is very very dangerous. And so finding somebody to do that, really submerging yourself into the industry until somebody is able to take you under your wing or going to the sideshow school. But it's so much more even past then because you got to learn how to carry a crowd and how to. Commit communicate with people and talk to the crowd and hear the crowd the direction that you're going and if it doesn't go to grab that crowd and pull them back in to where you need them to be and continue on your path and that that's real important so you know definitely it's not real smart to run out there and uh try to learn what we do and that's how i learned but i also got hurt a lot you yeah. know and learned the hard way yeah i guess uh flip to that question would be uh for those people that are at home going oh god i could do this well, basically the youtube world Oh, yeah. Right. Um, how do you feel about those people where, where they're just putting, they don't even put the risk in mind. They just go, you know what, this is easy, I can go and do this. Well, um, obviously it's dumb yeah. because YouTube can't teach you everything, but people are going to do it. People are going to go out, they're going to get hurt. But, you know, limiting yourself to YouTube, you're going to do what everybody else does. And that was a big thing when we started was not to watch YouTube, not to base our show on what everybody else did because everybody's show looks the same. The whole point is to be unique and to do something different that's not out there or 
do what's out there and put your own twist on it. So you are completely different. That's where our Southern Fried Sideshow comes in. Our roots are the South. That's who we are. That's what we love. And so we put our own twist on everything that we do by having that kind of uh, niche that we've got. And find your own niche and do your own thing. But don't, you know, if you're just jumping on YouTube, you know, your niche may be the guy who's dead, you know, because it can really kill you. And don't let anybody put anything up on YouTube. That doesn't mean because it's up there that they know what they're doing and that it's safe for you to try to duplicate what they're doing. And I guess uh, kind of a final question to step away from the seriousness of that last question. On Norwood, California, we had an episode of What the Fuck Movie Moments. And I guess that would be the best question to ask you guys to close this out. What is your favorite What the Fuck Movie Moment? I don't even know that it can be summed down to a moment because this entire movie was so disturbing from beginning to end. I wouldn't watch the first one. Human Centipede 2. I think everybody knows Lawrence Harvey is by far, and he's become a great friend of ours, obviously, through this con. We're going for an interview with him, hopefully. He is by far one of the most incredible, freak you out, disturb you, and I can't even pick a moment because it's the entire thing. But I really have to say, he is, and coming from what I do, it takes a lot to shock me. That's awesome. That dude, even from the first one, was extremely shocking but he put a character into it that took it to a whole different direction is just like you were saying what if somebody sees what you do and duplicates it or copies it the whole premise of that movie it brought it to reality of how really good I avoided that movie because I've heard so many things I've watched the first one I've kind of been keeping him away from the first one because we want to do an episode where we do a commentary towards the first one I want him precious he wants my reaction so yeah that's the idea it's unbelievable. So, you know, um, many, many people are disturbed by it, and that's why we love it. It's because it's so disturbing. <laughs> Thank you so much for your guys' time. If you guys want to give us uh, do a couple of plugs, if you got any dates coming up, anywhere we can find you online. Absolutely. Well, uh, the brains of everything we do is honestly Maybell, so I'm going to let her shoot out a couple out there. CaptainandMaybell.com that links to our Facebook, our Twitter accounts. It has an incredible online gallery. Um, it has my personal email. You can contact me for booking through there. It has our blog. You'll get inside the head of Maybell, having to live with this freak. Um, <laughs> my thoughts on that, definitely. We also, coming up, we are all over the place. We're going to be in Atlanta next, or actually Greenville, South Carolina next weekend with uh, some of our favorite moonshiners from Moonshiners on AMC right now. Bootleg Bill and uh, Josh and some Jim Tom I'm very excited about. Um, hopefully he'll let me imbibe with some moonshine. Last time I drank some, he ended up with a black eye. It happens. Yep. No, it happens. It happens. <laughs> but it's my birthday next weekend, so we're going to have a good time. Nice, nice. Mine was last weekend. Hey, look at that. Wow. Um, so we have a lot of events coming up. We're going to be heading up to New York in June for the Mermaid Parade to kick off the season and hopefully see some newness and freshness in County Island after the devastation after Hurricane yeah. Sandy. And we've got an appearance in a movie we can't talk about, so keep watching CaptainTheMaybell.com. It's a big movie. Um, November. Small park, big movie coming up, but Sweet. maybe you get to see me do uh, some fire, fire breathing, breathing in the movie, and it's probably going to be a little hint out there. Yeah. Probably going to be the biggest, biggest movie release this year. So awesome. just keep watching. We're pretty excited about it. We love getting our movie scoops here. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Well, first, ow! And, uh, since we've been using this term every freaking time we've done the Tales from the Time, yeah, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and that happened to him. <laughs> you know, I've, I've broken my toys before, it's no fun. But, yeah, that, that, breaking that, that toy? No, no, that toy I don't share with, well, I try not to share with anybody. Uh, but, you know. Well, <laughs> you are in a relationship. <laughs> Well, well, she doesn't want to play with it, so it's just okay. But anyway, <laughs> so we're okay there. Um, but um, I guess, but, uh, full disclosure? Yeah, uh, with a little bit of full disclosure. And uh, talking about new toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a bit of a, uh, well, we thought we had a new equipment malfunction with a new tape recorder. Yeah. And uh, we thought we lost an interview with him. We, we yeah. had a whole interview with him, which was Great awesome. Great interview, great enthusiasm from both of them. Mm-hmm. And then we stepped away. I looked at the voice recorder, and he was convinced that we lost the interview. He it wasn't there. It wasn't there. He couldn't find it. So we let them know what our problem was, and they were nice enough to give us the interview again. Yes. Later on, we found the original interview. Yeah. So we got two good interviews with them. So I just gotta say, thank you so much for sharing your life with us twice. With such great enthusiasm. Yes. yes. If you guys want to find the Captain and Maybell online, you can find them at captainandmaybell.com. That is Maybell as an M-A-Y-B-E-L-L-E.com. Check them out. Check out their YouTube videos. We will be posting some of uh, the footage we shot at the Days of the Dead online, too. Yep. Some great footage, great people, very nice down-to-earth people. Oh, Yes. And with that being said, Captain and Maybell, if you are listening to this right now, because we are going to send you a link to this episode. If you are ever in the nowhere area of Hesperia, Victorville, Apple Valley, hit us up. We want to buy you a beer, dinner, whatever. We want to hang out with you again. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> so, with that being said, we'll say it again. Thank you, Captain and Mabel, for a great interview, great performances at the Days of the Dead, and this has been, once again, Tales from the Con.